has queerness evolved in America? In a new column series called 50 Years of Queer Anger, daily columnist A. Palace Gutierrez is exploring these questions. Gutierrez has written four columns so far in the series, and I sat down with them to discuss the passion behind the series and what they hope readers are getting out of it. Can you explain the series for anyone who hasn't read your columns? I'm writing an opinion column series called 50 Years of Queer Anger, and the basic premise is that I'm analyzing issues in American queer history and politics from 1969, which was the Stonewall Riots, to now. What kind of made you decide that this was a series you wanted to pursue? Marissa, who is the opinion editor of this quarter, basically asked everyone who was writing for opinion to pitch some column series ideas. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to write about. And I remember that in high school, I'd also written a queer series, uh, queer events issues column for a little while that back then was called Rainbow Glasses, because I wear glasses and rainbows. Um, I thought it was very funny, um, but so I, I remembered that it was the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, that this big landmark was coming up, and both like personally and academically I wanted to reckon with like what that means for the world, what that means for America, what that means for queer liberation, what that means now that like Trump is president, like how all these different things that are happening now are interacting with each other. Are you looking to educate or empower with your series? I'm trying to split the difference and do both. I tried to write them as best as I could from the perspective of somebody who didn't know very much about the didn't know very much about Stonewall, didn't know very much about like the queer issues that we face today. But the other pieces I am I have written and I am working on. I'm trying to both educate people outside of the queer community about what's going on in the queer community and show queer people within the, within the community like this is what's happening, this is like the strides that we're making, we're making huge steps like like with the Grammys piece, it was both like hey I bet you didn't know like all of these artists are gay, look at how many queer people are winning Grammys, it's not just like a fad, it's recognition for all of our hard work that has gone unnoticed for years. Why is covering queerness important for you personally? I myself am bisexual and so it's always been something that was personally important but I realized if you don't like take gen sex or uh, gender and sexuality classes and it's not or it's not something that's personally important to you it might you might never get exposed to queer history because it's just not something that is taught very often outside of very specialized contexts but it is important to understand and I thought putting it in the daily would be a place that people can just be exposed to maybe one one simple issue, one example of visibility, one example of a big event in queer history, and maybe that would inspire them to keep looking and learn more about it. Are there any specific stories within the larger topic of queerness that particularly interest you? I think a lot about the class divide in the queer movement because um, I actually wrote a paper my senior year of high school, I did an independent study on how the gay liberation movement became the gay marriage movement and it's a very interesting pro progression because it wasn't originally that at all, it was originally just like civil rights for gay people. And then the AIDS crisis happened and it, uh, people became interested in marriage because um, that was the only way that you could get like hospital visitation rights and put other people on your health care was marriage and then as the AIDS crisis 
became less affecting, affected rich white gay men less and poor queer people of color more, those pe the white gay, white rich gay men kept wanting to fight for marriage and kind of left poor and uh, queer people of color behind and their issues have largely been ignored. Black gay men in the uh, South who are in poverty are still the most um, likely to have AIDS of any queer population within the United States, but a lot of people think that the AIDS crisis is over because the people who control the movement, which is very often like white affluent gay people, have moved on. Making sure that people know that the mainstream queer issues aren't necessarily the only queer issues is very important to me because Everybody deserves to have the same. Everybody deserves to have their civil rights, even if they can't necessarily fight for them themselves because of a variety of circumstances. And this series has given Gutierrez the platform to investigate and share the many questions they still have about queerness. And it's just made me reckon with like a lack of queer elders because of the AIDS crisis. Because people in the 80s had the people from the 60s who had been in the queer liberation movement and been um, involved and protested and did all these great, amazing things that made huge strides for queer people, but our generation only has one above us and they don't really have anybody above them because of the way that the AIDS epidemic decimated the queer community and that's been a really upsetting and difficult thing to reckon with because Queerness is not something that's passed from person to person. You really have to go out there and find your queer family. It's, and it's difficult to manage if like the only other queer people you know are also young people. There is still a sense of isolation that queer people feel that is very like, near to my heart and very upsetting. Gutierrez was born into a family with strong ties to the LGBTQ community making it easier for them to embrace that part of their identity. They wished other people had that experience as well. Both my parents work in theater, so I've always been around queer people. I think that was great for me, and I wish more people who grew up queer could have that experience, because it meant that I never really tried to deny the queer part of myself. It was just something that I had to figure out what it was. But it was never something that I was like, I can't be this, this can't be who I am, because I knew like my whole life that my mom and my dad would be fine with whatever I was because they had this community of like queer people that did great things with them and worked with them every day. So it definitely made me feel more confident in myself and it's definitely a privilege that I forget when I'm around other queer people sometimes. A lot of people at Northwestern who aren't queer ask me, which is like, why do you need a queer community? Why can't you just be gay and like live your life? And it's like, because Society won't let you do that. You need a queer community because you need people to support you when things go wrong, when the worst happens, when everyone else turns their back on you. Although Gutierrez has a strong community around them, they haven't always felt comfortable showing their queerness in public. When I was younger, I think I was much more, um, like I guess coy is the right word about it. Like I would hold my girlfriend at the time's hand on the subway and I would be like, haha, we could just be like friends who hold hands because people do that and nobody will know what like I knew. But then like senior year, I had a different girlfriend and I proposed to her like in the courtyard in front of everybody and everybody could see. So I think there was definitely like 
a shyness and a fear of like being publicly queer that went away. For Gutierrez, queerness is a part of their identity they're extremely proud of. I'm really proud of belonging to a community of people that has historically just been told like you can't do things that you want to do. You don't deserve like to have the personal private life that you want to have, let alone like bring that life into public. It's a personal fact about me, but it's not something that I feel like is a secret or is like a private thing about me. My sexuality influences the kind of work that I create. Um, as a theater artist, I'm always very interested in like women's stories, queer stories, stories of queer women. I'm writing a play right now that the main character is a lesbian because I was like, queer women are not on stage enough. And the story is not about her being gay, but it's a fact that you know. And I think that's the influence that my sexuality has had. How do you hope Northwestern students within the LGBTQ community feel on campus? I hope they feel safe and I hope they feel seen. And I know that both of those are very hard, um, but I really want everybody to feel like they can be who they are and that no one's going to judge them or hurt them for that. And I hope that my series can in some way make people feel like they're being seen and like someone else is going through it too. I want all the queer people at Northwestern to know that, like everybody at Northwestern, of any marginalized identity, to know that what you have to say does matter and there are people who want to listen. And if you want to write about it, share about it, there will be people there to support you. Well, thank you so much. This is Cassie Jackson signing off for The Daily.